Hello, hello. Welcome back to Adoption Adventures. How are we all doing? Good, good. Um, so, I put out on our um, Instagram, um, I put out a post asking people to comment um, about things that they have as a uh, sort of their biggest frustration as a family. Um, some were sort of frustrations pre-family, some sort of whilst they are a family. Um, but I was asking people if they could just share their sort of frustrations and then I would share my words of wisdom. <laughs> and what I thought I would do is actually I would share some of the things that came up and then my sort of thoughts and, and views on on a a sort of way to combat that. Um, as always, I am going to hasten to add that this is just my views, just my opinions. You may have tried this and it didn't work. You may have not thought about it. You may hear it and go, mm, that's rubbish. That's fine. I'm okay. Um, you may also hear it and go, that sounds like a great idea. Obviously, I'm hoping that that's what happens. <laughs> um, so jumping straight into it, uh, we had, I'm going to keep it all very um, sort of anonymous. I'm not going to share names. I can never, ever say that word. It's always been my absolute troublesome word. Anonymous. Anonymous. I'm going to keep trying it. <laughs> okay, let's do an entire episode on saying the word anonymous. <laughs> uh, or not. So, a listener said, uh, we start transitions this week. We are delighted, but a little apprehensive too. Of course you are. Um, super duper exciting time. Super duper scary time. Completely okay to feel all kinds of emotions. Um, you know, We've said it on the show many a time, and I can only reiterate, it's normal. This is normal, and it's okay. Um, when when the build-up was coming up for us to meet Little Dude, I know that we were so excited, so thrilled, but also really, really panicked about, you know... You you go into overdrive. You think about all the things that could go wrong. Um, what what if this is the wrong decision? What if um, you know you aren't the right family for this child? What if what if what if what if? Actually, take some time to enjoy this moment. Take some time to actually reflect on how you are feeling, and and that moment of it could go right. <laughs> and it could be wonderful. Um, so, yeah, my, my sort of thoughts there are completely normal to feel that way. Um, feel that way and discuss that with, with your support network. Give yourself credit for owning that. But also allow yourself to try and use that to empathise with how our children might be feeling as well. Um everything that they are being told they're being sort of kind of taught that this is a really exciting thing for them and it is but they're also apprehensive too you know so use that use that as a a, a mode of of empathy 
Um, next one. Um, no, I'm not going to read that one because it's a compliment to me and that would just be big-headed. Um, helping our four-year-old birth son to understand adoption. Uh, this actually came up twice, which was really, really cool. Um, helping birth children, helping birth cousins, relations, um, helping other children in the family to understand the world of adoption. It comes up as a big question, uh, particularly on our friends and family training. And, and you know what, it is a huge topic and it's really, really crucial. Um, what I would say is this is when books, TV, movies are really on your side. Um, there are loads and loads of different um, resources that you can use that are child friendly. There's one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about dinosaurs and it's how a, I think a pterodactyl egg goes into a T-Rex or a T-Rex egg goes into a pterodactyl's nest or something like that. My favourite dinosaur? I might be wrong there. Um, but that's a really, really um, good story for particularly for younger, younger children. But you'll find um, adoption and fostering are littered throughout um, cartoons and Disney and other movies. Despicable Me deals with um, fostering and adoption in, as well at the end. Um, within that as well, it's worth noting that all of the attachment styles are dealt with by all three different children. Uh, just give that some thought. Um, you've then got um, sort of Harry Potter, um, Superman, Batman, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, you've then got Stuart Little. Um, there are amazing books out there. We we found for us um, as same-sex adopters, there was a book called And Tango Makes Three. Fantastic book, such a beautiful story. But it translates and it, it would translate into the world of adoption. It just talks about how there was two penguins that really wanted to love an egg but didn't get an opportunity until the keepers gave them an egg. Then they nurtured it, really cared for it, and then they made their family. All of those sort of things are things that I would actively encourage you to just have within your repertoire. Start using these things. But what I suggest is get excited every single time that you see something like this really promote it and really get excited and and it gives you an opportunity to start talking about how families can look different and how that's really cool i said on my advice that if you think about when you are if if you have a if you've done it yourself or if you've got friends who have had birth children and then they were expecting a sibling how did they start having those conversations? Um, I've got some friends that were talking about it the other day and saying that, you know, they was trying to get their daughter really excited about it. And she was really excited if it was going to be a girl, but not necessarily if it was going to be a boy. So they was working really hard to kind of, you know, encourage her to understand that it could be a boy or a girl. Um, and either one would be awesome. It's the same concept. Just get excited and rally around this change in, in your lives. Um, and yeah, I would just say sort of 
get excited about it and start putting things on in the background to just start those conversations and start asking, oh, you know, you know, Stuart Little, oh, it looks like they adopted that, that little mouse. You know, that's, that's cool. How does that make you feel? What do you think? How would you feel if we did that? And just throw in some questions. And I, I think, you know, don't be shy about it. Jump right in, but with excitement. Uh, next one immense tantrums from little one who is three um screaming is off the scowl um over everything and anything uh to this one i sort of went back and said you know wow sounds tough uh sounds like it's a it's, it's a really tough time at the moment um and my advice along these lines would be first of all uh try as hard as you can to try and think about what might be going through your little one's heads at the moment what might they be going from and why may they be doing that sort of thing um at three it's not always easy to know but i would suggest that it seems like there's quite a lot of grief going on there um, and quite a lot of trauma uh, going on so I sort of said you know about being therapeutic parents and and trying to put in some really nice experiences and some good experiences to make them feel safe and secure um, what I'd also say in that instance is that's that's really intense and that's really scary um, for everyone involved so make time for yourself Make time for yourself so that you are recharging your batteries because if you're dealing with that day in, day out, actually you're you're really, really gonna struggle. So don't beat yourself up. Give yourself give yourself some time to actually be annoyed about that, be frustrated, and then recharge your batteries. Um next one, waiting for our social worker to link us up with our little human. Um, now, I don't know if this is um, someone who is waiting for a link to be made or if they've made a link and they're waiting for the social worker to sort of get, get things moving. If it's that you're waiting for a link to happen um, and a match to happen, it sounds like you're sort of doing a social worker led matching, which is fine. Um, we've talked about that in the past and if, if that's the route then hey it, it works so go with it um, but if that is the route you're going be patient um, if, if it is indeed that you've identified a child and you've you've got that link but you're waiting for the social worker to come on through and move things forward again patience 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 if it is that instance have a look at how long you've been waiting and ask yourself if it would be appropriate to just drop a, a pushing email and just say, hey, can I just see how we're, we're getting on here? Um, but like I said, and I think like I said to these guys, have patience. It will happen. Just take some time. What I actually encouraged these guys to do was use this opportunity to just take some time to, you know, 
re-look at some of the research, have a look at different things and, you know, catch up on your favourite podcast, you know, like Adoption Adventures or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> another listener, um, when to actually start the process. We want to start as soon as we are married. What a wicked, wicked uh, sort of comment to have there. Um, my response was right now, today, this second. Um, obviously, if you're sort of like in the process of waiting to get married, of course, get get married and get that done. But <laughs> so get married and get that done. How hurtful does that sound? No, get married and enjoy that. Have that. Embrace that, and really, really get excited about that part because that's a beautiful part of your journey. Have that. Have that moment. We we got married in the July. By the December, we were attending an information event. The reason that we did it that soon after is we assumed that our process would take sort of two to three years to go through. So we knew that we would get to have married life before children were within it. Um, I think that comes down to personal preference, personal decisions, but that was certainly how we felt. Um, so for, for that listener, I went back and said, as soon as you can, um, but I would say, wait until after the wedding, get get that beautiful experience, sort of, there's no, I can't think of the nice way of saying it, have that beautiful experience, yeah, just have that beautiful experience first, then start your adoption journey. Um, next one, aggressive behaviour to pets, siblings and parent. Um, and a lack of support because she's masking. You know, that's really, really difficult. Uh, we talked on previous episodes about pets. Um, and and that's really, really hard because if this child has moved in with you, of course you've got love for them, but your pet is something that you've had in your life for longer and formed a stronger attachment to. And it's okay to admit that. <laughs> um, it's not to say that you love your pet more than you love your child. I don't know how soon into the placement you are, but if you're a week into the placement, then actually that is that is likely, and that's okay. Um, this is why pets come up so often when it comes to the assessments. Um, again, I, I said, you know, when it comes to aggressive behaviour, it depends on the age, but look at MVR. Um, look at therapeutic parenting, see what else you can do to deal with the trauma. Um, we found with little dude, because he's avoidant, he did the same. He would mask what's going on. Um, my number one sort of go-to would be, I imagine that this is grief or sort of a form of trauma. And it's kind of locked into the body. And it's our job to try and get coax that out of them. Obviously, aggression, it's, it's far easier for an avoidant child or any child, really, to show um, aggression instead of sadness. So we need to help them to manage those emotions. Um, what I would do there as well is I would go back to post-adoption and I would raise this and explain to them what's going on because they will be able to signpost you to other resources that are available but make that call now. 
don't be afraid to make that call before the problem's too much. Um, encouraging that child to talk to you about what's going on, it, you might not get an answer, but you play the guessing and wondering game. I guess you're feeling angry because it's coming up to the time of year when you were moved. I wonder if you're feeling some things inside and, and you don't know how to, to deal with that. So you, you choose to use angry words and angry hands and feet. In our family, that's not what we do. In our family, when we feel angry, this is how we manage that. Um, then sort of, we also, um, in our early days, we got an inflatable punch bag for little dude. Um, and he, when he was feeling particularly aggressive, because he, he was very aggressive towards me at the start, um, he, we would encourage him to use that. And, and that kind of worked. Um, screaming into a pillow, things like that, really, really helped him. So, But ask for help and play some guessing and wondering and try and find out what's going on there. Uh, next one was how to open talks with um, little one aged two about adoption. Again, covered that, but that was really cool to hear. Um, the unknown of when we will match after our initial hire being approved. Uh, to this I said, enjoy the moment of being approved. Enjoy that. You've, you've just achieved something fantastic. Enjoy that and it, have that moment. Have that moment of having that high. The match will happen. Again, it all depends on how you're looking at doing that match. You can be as active or as sort of relaxed about that as you choose. You might find it all depends on the age category that you're looking for, the sort of the sort of the criteria that you have will depend on and sort of determine how long you are waiting. But Use that time. Use that time to sign up to webinars, sign up to different researches, um, do do your learning. Um, go back on some of the things that you learn because it will be falling out of your brain right now. Um, and again, you know, use that time to improve your learning and get yourself prepped and ready. Um, waiting for confirmation of panel. Um, it's not a major challenge, but feels like a huge hurdle. Um, I said, you know, that's got to be difficult because if you're sort of sitting there and you're like, I'm hoping it's going to happen, but what if it doesn't? That's a state of limbo and that's got to be difficult. However, what I would say is it sounds like if it's not going to happen on the 10th, it's still happening and it's still going to move forward. So again, patience, relax. It's going to happen. Um, it's really easy in those moments to spiral out um, and assume the worst and panic and stress. Relax. It's going to happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> sibling rivalry. Uh, this was the last question that came up. Sibling rivalry. Wow. So we only adopted one. So we didn't. We didn't have to deal with sibling rivalry. However, I have a brother and growing up, we went through sibling rivalry. 
Um, fortunately, we don't go through as much anymore because it's quite obvious that I am the favourite. Um, so we we don't have that as a problem anymore. <laughs> what I what I suggested on um, on the response to this was find some common goals, uh, some common interests, find some some things that both children enjoy together but also make time for them to be alone with you um, and, and enjoy those moments it's really easy to sort of to assume that you've got to do everything together so i've just got my roast potatoes out of the oven they smell nice right uh, uh, so Take that time to actually sort of give them that time and and embrace their characters. I think sibling rivalry is is very much a case of a, a fighting for attention, um, fighting for your approval. So find ways to have your own special time together. Um, if possible, find ways to say, actually, this is a dad and child one um, experience. This is a dad and child two. I'm using dad because obviously it's me. Um, but have those things. But I would also, I would actually address it head on. And I would talk to them and talk about how together they are stronger. And... Together, they form a unit of safety. And to embrace that, and actually, I've used embrace that like a million times in this episode. For goodness sake, come on. Where's a thesaurus when you need one? <laughs> but in, to encourage their relationship and actually talk to them. And, and I would actually address it head on and go, you know, we see the rivalry here. You need to understand there is no favourites here. There is no scapegoat here. There is an equal love. But together, you are stronger. So we want you to be stronger. We want you to enjoy your relationship. I know when I was growing up, I had sibling rivalry with my brother. We shared a bedroom. As such... If ever we argued, that argument pretty much had to stop by the time we went to bed. Because how can you possibly carry it on? We used to sort of like um, put on either... Uh, we used to listen to um, cassettes of comedians um, or put on like a, a movie to go to sleep to. Well, if you aren't getting on, it's really hard to pick between you something that you're both going to approve so our arguments very rarely went into the next day um over the years my relationship with my brother has gone uh, it's not gone up and down but it's been more prominent and less prominent um but he's always been an amazing ally to me and he's always been the one that I've turned to. And I could say very comfortably that my brother is, he's my best friend. 
Um, but I believe that my parents, they encouraged our relationship and they encouraged us to, to form that attachment to one another and to build that bond amongst one another and almost encourage us to, I'm going to use the words gang up on them, but look out for each other first. Protect one another. The rest will flow, fall into place. And it did. So, so that's how I would approach that one. Um, so that was the, the final um, sort of fear, frustration um, that people were going through. I thought I would, I would share the fears and my recommendations. I like to do things like this um, because A, it just gets a new perspective. B, for those of you that are listening, it might be that I've just shared a fear of somebody and you think, actually, I've got the exact same fear and I thought I was the only one. Um, as I've said a number of times and I won't ever stop saying, you're not alone and you're not the only one going through it. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have bad days. Um, it's also okay to have absolutely amazing days and just normal days. All of those things are fine. So embrace it and get on with it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's why I wanted to share this with you. Um, as always, I hope that it's been helpful and useful for you. If along the way this has brought up things that you think, oh, actually, I would really, really like to share some of my worries, get in touch. The, the invite is always there. I'd love to speak to you um, and, and sort of discuss this further. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope to speak with you soon. Um, I will then be getting back in touch next week so uh, until then thank you for listening wishing you all the best um, and sending out much love